Our next speaker is Brother Muhammad Khuddus. He came from Australia, and I'm sure most of Edmonton already knows, uh, already heard him in Masjid al-Rashid. And mashallah, most of the youth are already affected by his, by his speeches. Uh, he lives in Australia. He works with Shadi Suleiman, Sheikh Shadi Suleiman. He came last year and joined us in, in Al-Rashid Mosque. So many of you are familiar with him. He works and studies with Sheikh Shadi Suleiman. Uh, he's very active with the United Muslims Association, and he's very active in the, in generally in the Dawah field. Uh, he has many inspirational talks on YouTube. I'm sure many of you already have listened to them. Inshallah, if you haven't, as soon as you go home, Inshallah, you get to listen to them. Uh, with no further ado, Inshallah, uh, Brother Muhammad Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. I would like to thank all of the brothers and the people that were involved in bringing me out. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you. Allah, I've really been enjoying my time here. You guys have a very beautiful community, and I'm not just saying this to please your ears, I'm being very genuine. And, uh, I can honestly say I'm going home feeling a little bit jealous from what I have found here. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless it and increase it subhanahu wa ta'ala. Bismillah alhamdulillahi wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah. We praise Allah azza wa jal, the king, the master, the sustainer, the creator of the seven heavens and the earth. And we send peace and blessings upon his beloved Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. My brothers and sisters, the topic is the shaded seven. A hadith that is authentic, a hadith that is so unique that the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, he gives us seven categories of people that will be shaded on a day when there is no shade except his shade. So many of us usually when we hear the hadith, we think, hey, that would be nice to be one of the seven. Wouldn't that be cute? Wouldn't that be nice if I can be there, man? If I make it, good stuff. If I don't, Allah ghafur rahim. My brothers and sisters, let me, if I may, let me take a bit of a twist. Can we do that? Can we take a bit of a twist? I want you, sincerely, I want you to give me your hearts and your imagination like you do when you're watching a movie. I'm sure when you're watching a movie, nice big home, big pool in the back, on the water, everyone imagines himself, man, I can so live in that house. Yeah? I want you, please, inshallah ta'ala, as I share these next few words with you, I want you really sincerely, with your heart and with your mind, I want you to think very deeply about the words, and I want you to imagine. Because what I'm about to say is very real. My brothers and sisters, there is a reality coming called the Day of Judgment. There is a day that is coming called the Day of Judgment, a day that the Prophet Muhammad tells us is 50,000 years long. How long is it? It's 50,000 years long. 
And Allah tells us that a day with Him is equivalent to a thousand years of what you count on earth. So imagine a day that is coming that is 50,000 years long. And it's not a very pretty day either. Because the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, he shares and he tells us in the authentic hadith, please my brothers, do not be distracted with who's walking in and who's walking out. Please, inshallah ta'ala, let's just keep focus. The Prophet Muhammad وسلم, he tells us in the authentic hadith that the sun on that day will be one mile above your head. One mile above your head. The companion who narrated the hadith, he says, by Allah, I didn't understand what Rasulullah was referring to. Did the Prophet mean a mile as in the distance of a mile? Or was he referring to, you know, the Arab, when they used to put eyeliner, they used to use what was called Amir, it's like a little stick that would put the eyeliner. He says, Wallah, he says, I didn't know what Rasulullah was referring to. Did he mean the distance of a mile? Or was he referring to this little stick? Imagine this day that's 50,000 years long, and the sun will be one mile above your head. One mile. And the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, he's telling his wife Aisha he says on that day you will be standing naked, barefooted, uncircumcised. Aisha was amazed So she asked, a Prophet of Allah, are you telling me that I'm going to be standing naked and men will be able to see me and I will be able to see them? He says to her, yes Aisha. But the severity of that day, nobody will have the time to be looking at one another. Today when you're driving in the car and you see a mini skirt, uh, and you do the little humble one, you know the little... Imagine that day, my brothers, everyone in front of you is naked, but you can't see anything. The severe, Allah speaks in Quran, He says, Allah is saying that day your mother will run away from you, your father will run away from you, your husband, your wife, your children, your friends, your kawi, call them what you want. That day every single person you know, you love and you treasure will run away from you. Allah says that day the pregnant woman, a woman who is carrying her load, she will lose her baby from the severity of that day. He says the breastfeeding woman, she will launch, she will throw away her child on that day. A child's hair will go gray from the severity of that day. My brothers and sisters, it's not a joke. It's not a pleasant place. Imagine the heat. The Prophet of Allah is saying every one of you, According to his sin, he will be standing in his own sweat. Some of you to your ankles, some to your knees, some to your waists, some to your chests. Some of us will be drowning in our own sweat. Confusion. People are lost. People, Allah Azawajal, He says on that day, people will be acting like, like they're intoxicated. The man's gone, he's wasted. But no, he's not wasted, Allah says. Rather, it's the severity, the severe punishment of Allah has driven people crazy. Imagine that day. And don't think, you know, don't think that there's going to be order, 
and signs and angels ushering people. Uh, excuse me, are you Muslim from Canada? Please, you come over to the right, inshallah ta'ala. Make your way down, second door on your left. No, 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 confusion. Confusion. People are running around, scared, lost, confused. No one knows where to go. No one knows where to go. And the heat, imagine the heat. You know, you people probably don't get heat here. But trust me, I know. I've seen 45 degrees. You know, you know, I felt 50 degrees before. You know, you stand in the sun sometimes for 10, 15 minutes, it gets annoying. Ya Allah, move me man. Take me to the car. Take me under some shade. The Prophet is saying, never mind some sun. It's a mile above your head. And there's nowhere to go. Now I want you to imagine on that day with all of this confusion. Allah Azza wa Jalla, He calls out the seven, seven categories of people. You know, some of us, we really don't know the value of this. How many people in this hall? Let's say there's about three, four hundred. I'll give you a trivial example. Someone now walks in. He says, hey guys, we've got some great news, huh? There's 400 people in the room. We have gifts for only 200. Look, you're already smiling. You already felt the pressure. It's an example and you already felt that something in your heart has already pleased let me be from the 200. And then I want you to imagine, the brother says, Mahmoud Ahmed. Khalid Hussain, Ali Khalid, please come forward. Khadija, Fatima, Zainab, please come forward. I'm giving you an example, and the ones who didn't hear their name now, he's already burning in his heart. And why didn't he say my name, man? Why didn't he mention my name? Even though it's an example, even though you know, yeah, I mean, what's the gift going to be? What, $20 to go spend at the supermarket? What's it going to be? Imagine that day, my brothers, when Allah Azza wa Jalla, He calls out the seven categories of people, and you are not one of them. Imagine that day when Allah Azza wa Jalla, He calls out Ahmed and Khalid and Muhammad and Mustafa and Bilal. But he doesn't call my name. I'm standing there under that heat, and Allah says, Khalid and Ahmed, come, come. Come under my shade on a day when there is no shade except my shade. What an honor. So, this conference, my brothers, don't take it lightly. And don't think either, you know what, to be one of the seven, I have to become a big sheikh, a big maulana, I've got to study for 50 years. No. One of the categories, one, one of the seven that will be under the shade of Allah Azza wa Jal, you know who they are? Two people who loved one another purely for the sake of Allah and for no other reason. So some of you are thinking, yeah, I love everyone around me. Is that it? Yeah, khalas, man. Yalla, yalla, everyone, let's go pack up and let's go out, man. Definitely under the category. No, it's a little bit more complicated than that. 
To love someone, my brothers and sisters, to love someone purely for Allah's sake, for no other reason but the pleasure of Allah is one of the greatest honors. Such an honor, such an honor in fact, the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ, he says in the authentic hadith, Allah Azza wa Jal, He will call out on the Day of Judgment. Again, Allah will call out on the Day of Judgment. And He will say, where are those who loved one another purely for my sake, purely for my honor? For today you will be under my throne, you will be under my shade on a day when there is no shade except my shade. Where are they? Where are those who loved one another, my brothers and sisters? The greatest love of all is to love purely for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The truth is in dunya, we love people, we have friends with benefits. You remember the movie, Friends with Benefits? Today we love people with benefit only. I hang around those people whom I know I'm going to benefit from one way or another. Hey, if I be seen with him, this guy's one of the heavies in the area, huh? this guy's a big timer, big gangster in the area. If I get seen with him and the word spreads that hey, I'm rolling with this boy, khalas man, I'm a made man now, huh? No one's gonna mess with me. Sometimes you have a friend, you can't stand him and he can't stand you. But for some reason you tend to benefit from one another, so you keep both of you, keep one another hanging around. Sometimes you have a friend, there's nothing you like about him, but he has a car and I don't have a car and I get a chance to go around. Friends with benefits, but very rarely, very rare, do you really truly love someone purely for the sake of Allah Azza wa Jalla? And that's the love that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is looking for. And that's the love that if it was in this ummah today, we would be in a very, very different situation. Look at the hadith. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, your Prophet is speaking to you now. He says, Allah, يعني, Rasulullah is taking an oath by Allah. I ask you, is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is he in need to take an oath? I'm asking, does Rasulullah need to say, Wallahi, by Allah? Does he need to say it, Yani? That when he says it, what does he mean? What's he implying? That hey, what I'm about to tell you is very, very real. He says, none, and I highlight the word, none of you will enter Jannah until you believe, until you have faith, until you have Iman. And none of you will have complete Iman until you love for your brother what you love for yourself. You know what that means? You know that annoying brother in the masjid? You know that smelly one who always comes into the masjid? You think, bro, don't you have a shower at home, Ya'ni man? You know that annoying cousin to whenever he comes, Bisra'ak all day, ta 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 Allah, bro, just shut up. Can you give me even that? Muhammad Sallallahu is saying, until you love for your brother what you love for yourself, until I love Jannah, until I love Firdaus Al-A'la, until I love for my brother to be with Muhammad as I wish to be with Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you will never attain complete faith and you will never have true Iman.
Today, if you're Lebanese, you tend to care for the limbs. Maybe this is not in this society, I can tell you about Sydney, you know. We're divided by race. I care for the people who come from my area. I care for the ones who are close to me. I care for the ones who live under my roof. Those that are in the distance, really, who cares, man? He goes to Jannah, he doesn't go to Jannah. Big deal, what's the big deal? No, Rasulullah is saying, you will never have complete Iman until you love for your brother what you love for yourself. You know that junkie? You know that drug dealer that's out there on the streets whose name is Ahmed and Muhammad? Until you love for him to enter Jannah. Like you love for your daughter and your son and your mother and your father to enter Jannah. Until you love for him what you love for yourself, you will never, you will never contain full faith. You will never have that. And then the Prophet Muhammad says something interesting. He says, shall I inform you of something if you do it? You will love one another? Sahaba asked, yes, the Prophet of Allah tell us. He says, give salams to one another. Give salams to one another. You know, the Prophet says, to smile in the face of your brother or your sister. And the sister smiling to the sisters, not the brothers. sisters. To smile in the face of your brother. Did you know it's a charity? Look, I can see you. Honestly, doesn't it make you feel special? So you know what I want from you now? I want everyone to stand up now and give salam to someone you don't know. Right now, inshallah. I want everyone to stand up and the sisters to do the same. Stand up and look at someone smiling in his face and happy. Wallahi. something sincerely, honestly. Did you feel that? You see that feeling? My brothers and sisters, change is not this massive thing. You know? Change is something as simple as smiling. Smiling in the face of your brother. Extending that warm hand. Loving one another for no other reason than the pleasure of Allah. The Prophet Muhammad وسلم, he tells us of the man who left his town and traveled to another town. A man left his town and traveled to another town. Look at this, you know, I'm not talking about a mujahid that was on the battlefield fighting. No, no, no. I'm not telling you about a Nabi of Allah. I'm not telling you about a Wali of Allah. The Prophet Muhammad is even his name is not mentioned in the hadith. He's not even mentioned in the hadith. He says a man. A man from the a man he left his house, he left his town and went to another town with no other reason except to meet his brother. I'm asking you sincerely, is there anything special about this? Anything unique? Someone left his house to visit someone. What's the big deal? In your eyes, it's what's the big deal? 
But there was something in the man's heart. Look what he did. Allah sent an angel from the heavens to come down and speak to the man directly. He says to him, where are you going? The man is thinking, true, how are you going? I'm to visit my friend. He says, I'm going to visit my brother. So the angel says, he says, is there any reason why you're going any business? Do you owe him something? Does he owe you something? Are you returning the favor? You know, many of us now, I'm not having a go at the legs, but because I'm led, so I can attack them, you know. With me, I know. We grew up in an environment, if he visits me, I'll visit him. And we say, at least. And if you visit him twice and he doesn't, I cross him off my list. Yeah, for the next thing is, twice I went to his house. And he hasn't come to return the visit. Really, is that how they did the child for that? So the angel is asking, hey, is there any business? Is there any reason why you're going there? Is there any, you know, is there any personal gain, any benefit? The man says, La Allah, nothing. I'm going there purely for the sake of Allah. So the angel says, I am a messenger from Allah. And Allah has sent me to tell you that Allah loves you as you love Him. Isn't that special? You want Allah to love you, my brother and my sister? They love the person that seeks you. No benefit. Purely for His sake. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and again, you know, I want you to imagine the environment. Many times we read the hadith. But unfortunately, because our hearts are so far, and you know, our fitrah has been so corrupted, and sometimes, you know, we really need to elaborate on hadith to really get the juice out of it. I want you to imagine Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is with Sahaba, the greatest ummah to ever walk the earth. Your fathers, the greatest ummah to walk the earth. Men who gave their life. Men whom Allah addresses them in Quran. Imagine Allah in Quran while they were alive. Allah says, I am pleased with them and they are pleased with me. Men who imagine Rasulullah in one hadith, in one gathering. Rasulullah he pointed to ten. Ten mentioned them by name and said, You will be in Jannah, you will be in Jannah, you will be in Jannah, you will be in Jannah. The ten Mubashirin. So the Prophet is speaking to them, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You know what he says? He says on the day of resurrection, the day that we described earlier. He says on the day of judgment, there will be a position, there will be a status. There will be a status, uh, pillars of light. And it's a position, it's a status that belongs to someone. So Sahaba are amazed, Allahu Akbar. They when people are naked, running around, scared, confused. And there's going to be a position of light and nur. So Sahaba now, they're all talking to each other. Now, I wonder who it is, I wonder who it is. And then the Prophet Muhammad he says, such a position that the prophets and the martyrs would be envious of this. What? Prophets and messengers, shuhada, martyrs, they don't want to be jealous. Imagine a prophet jealous of something. Sahaba are talking. 
يعني like it wasn't bad enough to begin with now you're telling me prophets and martyrs they're going to be jealous of this position of this status so they're asking who who a prophet of Allah and who يعني who does this position belong to he says belongs to two people who loved one another purely for the sake of Allah they will be placed on positions of nur pillars of light two people that loved one another imagine a prophet will be standing there on the day of judgment envious of your position don't take the issue lightly to love one another my brothers and sisters is the most pure love most pure love when i love i love purely for allah azawajal's sake and when i hate i hate purely for allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's sake it's never about me it's never ever about me this brother or this sister this is allah's creation allah created him or her allah fashioned them allah sustains them and they're believers and they're believers they're believers you know what made this ummah so special and so different the love that sahaba had for one another imagine when the people of mecca migrated to medina when the people of mecca migrated to medina you know sometimes we throw the word out there yeah you know what but let's be real we claim that we love one another but if someone came and knocked on your door and said hey look you know i'm caught out today do you reckon i can sleep over tonight oh man brother you know i really wish you told me i wish you gave me some notice let me speak to the wife the wife says let me speak to my husband whole film hindi this guy's got to talk to that guy before you know they reach the president conversation you know can just yeah you know i just need to spend the night imagine sahaba the people of medina who had embraced islam they knew nothing about the muslims that lived in mecca there was no connection between them then when the migration took place imagine imagine a whole flock of people coming now to edmonton you've never seen them they've never seen you I don't know anything about them and they don't know anything about you. But they're Muslims. And then the Prophet Muhammad when he comes, you know, in the first year, in the first year of the Hijrah, he joined the two. He made brotherhood between them. Imagine that. Imagine the Prophet Muhammad who calls you out, he says, uh, Ahmed, please come forward. Ahmed, uh, please, inshallah, can you take Khalid with you, inshallah ta'ala? He has now become your brother and he needs to live with you in your home. <clears throat> uh, sorry, uh, who? Khalid? Who's Khalid? Imagine that. But the Sahaba that was so sincere in their love, when one of them came home, in fact, one of the Ansar, very, very, very famous story. One of them, when he came home, look at how genuine, look how genuine he was. When one of the people from Mecca came and the Prophet Muhammad assigned him and made him his brother, he took him home and he said to him, hey, Straight off the bat, he says to him, brother, listen. The people of Medina know that I am from the wealthiest people of Medina. As of this very moment, I split my wealth in half. Half for you, half for me. He says to him, brother, I'm married to two. You choose which one you like the most, I'll divorce her and you marry her. Look at, look at, 
Maybe now you'd be happy to give him your wife to please take his burden off you, man. He says, you choose the one you want the most. You choose the one you like. Look at the mahabba. So much so that Allah mentioned it in Quran. He mentioned it in Quran. So my brothers and sisters, without dragging this on too long, the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the, pure, is the most pure and is the greatest love of all. When you love, love purely and sincerely for the sake of Allah. Don't love for your sake. You know, many of us in our da'wah, and let's be real, many of us in our da'wah, and this is what happens as a da'i. I see a young Muslim and I'm smiling at him and I give him all loves and smiles, but deep down, you know what the smile, you know what's behind the smile? I want you to join my masjid. I want you to be from my jama'ah. That's not a true smile. The true smile is, I love you, I don't care who you are, where you come from, what land you are, you have that la ilaha illallah in your heart, you are my brother. You are my brother. Rasulullah sallallahu he spoke about the ummah, what analogy did he give? He said, the analogy of my ummah is like one body, you know, I find this interesting. Why didn't the Prophet say, you know, we're like one family? Because even in family, if there's a particular member you don't like, but actually, don't threaten you, get out of here. Huh? I don't want you anymore. But when you're a body, can you look at your arm and say, you know what, I don't like you? I want to get rid of you? No. And this is this ummah. We're like one body. We love people for the sake of Allah Azza wa And even when we hate, we never hate the individual. Never. I never hate you. I hate your actions. So my brothers and sisters, let us revive this love for the sake of Allah Azza And let us start smiling in the faces of our brothers and our sisters. And give salams. The Prophet Muhammad says, give salams to the people you know and those who you don't know. One of the signs of the hour, one of the signs of the day of judgment. You know what it is? You give salam only to the people that you know. You know, we've reached a state in Sydney, you give salam to someone you don't know, the brother turns around. Me? Yeah, brother, you, salam alaikum. Ah, alaikum salam Do I know you? No, brother, I don't know you. I'm giving you salams. Let's break this. And those people who find it hard to give salams, that's a big proof, that's a big dalil that there's a lot of pride and arrogance in your heart. Break that. I know him, I don't know him, he's from my area, he's not from my area. Give salam to one another and this inshallah ta'ala will spread the love. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from those who get called out on the day of judgment, who will be under the shade of Allah on a day when there is no shade except his shade. My talk is finished. One last thing that I want to share with you. MashaAllah, I could see tonight that the hall is full. My brothers and sisters, I personally have this opinion, there's no dalil to it, these are just my personal thoughts. I feel like Allah He never looks at the beginning of the race. He looks to see who finishes it. So now that you've come here on the first night, you feel, yes, I've done my part. If you want the maximum reward, you need to be the person who's here right at the end to the last minute. I feel like Allah He gives them people the the highest of reward belongs to those who finish the race. And if you truly love, then tomorrow you will come and you will bring someone with you to benefit as you've benefited. 
And I want you to know that even if you don't like any of the talks, even if you feel like I haven't benefited from any of the talks, I love mentioning this hadith and I promise you I'll finish with this hadith. The Prophet Muhammad وسلم, he says, whenever a group of people, they gather to remember Allah, definitely, definitely one of four things will take place. Please, just give me your heart and your ease, yeah? He says, whenever a group of people come to remember Allah like you brothers and sisters have now, the Prophet Muhammad says in the authentic hadith, definitely one of four things will definitely take place. All four things. He says, definitely the angels that will come and they will join that gathering. You know that there are angels in this room right now? Did you know that? In fact, Rasulullah says they will stack on top of one another until they reach the heavens. Some of you now, honestly, don't you feel special? Isn't there this feeling now in your heart you just can't explain it? The Prophet Muhammad says the angels that will rub their wings against your shoulders. And then the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, he says the angels they will mention you by name to Allah. And then Allah will mention every one of you by name. Imagine Allah saying your name. You know, if the president tomorrow mentioned you in a public conference, in a public gathering, the president mentions your name. You probably don't even like the president. You say, oh my God, did you see that? He just said my name, man. Then you jump on the phone, you start calling all your friends, and then you say, hey, did anyone record the program? Bro, he said my name. He just said my name on public TV. I'm not telling you the president. I'm telling you Allah will mention you by name. He will mention you by name. The Prophet says Allah will utter your name. And then he says, Rasulullah says, and definitely the sakina, the tranquility will descend from the heavens upon you. You know that peace you're feeling in your heart? You know that, that, that feeling you're feeling right now? By Allah, it has nothing to do with the speaker, it has nothing to do with the talk, it has to do with the fact that this is the tranquility of Allah descending on your heart. And then the last thing, the Prophet says, by the end of the gathering, when you all stand up to walk away, he says, Allah Azza wa would have forgiven all of your sins. Allah Azza wa will forgive all your sins. This is why you come to the gatherings. This is why you need to be here tomorrow and the day after and I need to bring my brothers and sisters. So you know what I love about the hadith? One of the angels, this is authentic hadith, one of the angels he says to Allah and there's definitely someone in this room. I can guarantee there's definitely someone in this room who fits in this category. One of the angels he says to Allah, Oh Allah, there is someone in the gathering who doesn't want to be here. I'm sure now there are people looking at their watch thinking, Ya oh Allah, when is this like going to shut up so we can get out of here, man? There's definitely someone now thinking, Ya oh Allah, why did I answer the phone? Why did I jump in the car? Why didn't I just bring my own car so I can do the boat? So the angel mentions this person. He says, Oh Allah, there is someone in the gathering who has no intention on being there. He doesn't want to be there. Allah says, I have forgiven him or her also. 
be a part of these guest gatherings and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us, to accept us and to make us of those who are under his shade on the day when there is no shade except his shade. Jazakallah khairan, subhanakallahumma bihamdika, shadu an la ilaha 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 ilaha